you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. Um, Welcome to your Friday. It's great to be a part of your Friday. Thank you for inviting us in. We made it. We made it. (laughs) Listen, um, we made it. We made it. I feel like it wasn't a um, super long week, but I feel like what happened in the week Mm. made it feel a little bit different. Yeah. And then, then, you know, sort of like my little mental distress here uh, this last last week. (laughs) Well, praise God. Praise the Lord. We'll we'll, we'll decide if we should talk about it. Because, <laughs> you know, in fact, in fact, it's a Friday story. To, it's a Friday story. <laughs> and I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like I have these experiences because of what I do. I kind of mm. almost feel like the Lord's like, well, here you go. You want, <laughs> well, here you go. Because <laughs> people will be able to appreciate this. So here you go. You can use this. <laughs> okay. Right. Material. Um, here's your material gotcha (laughs) just i'm just helping you out with some some show prep here yeah um we'll get into that we'll see we'll see i I won't force it if it's not if it doesn't become a natural part of the show uh i won't force it i will say this though i'm very i'm i'm grateful so even as i i will joke about what happened to me a week ago that uh seemed to last (laughs) for a week (laughs) um i will say that i'm grateful and and it wasn't funny at the time right not at no. all. <laughs> Not at all. Oh my goodness, wasn't funny at the time. Okay, so so let me let's just uh welcome to your Friday. Um I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And we're married. And yes. <laughs> um Sherry B and Jay Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. It's the Friday show. We do a little <laughs> bit of a lighter show on Friday. And boy, I I I am so looking forward to a lighter show today. Um you know, unless of course, because we do open the phone lines, so unless you call in and you want to kind of change the tone of oh, the show, man. then we'll we'll that go happens. with you. It that happens. happens. It happens. But that's why we call it gumbo. Yeah. It does. And mm-hmm. and and that's okay because it's Friday, so we can just we can talk about whatever we would like. You okay. know what I mean? That right. that, you know, is productive to talk about. Okay, yes. we'll just say that. Um and so that's it's up to you. Um you can you can decide that if you want, and um and then and then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah. Um I, I do want to bring something into the discussion here before we get the phone lines open, because we do open the phone lines pretty early on a Friday. So before we do that, though, I do want to bring something up into the discussion uh, or enter something into this. Whatever I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> I got something to say. I got something to say. Can I say something uh, funny about that? So in, in my conversations with your children, I often am kind of doubled over laughing because of they don't realize how funny they are. They're just expressing. Well, maybe sometimes they do realize it because they're trying to make us laugh. Um, but I was talking to the girls. Oh, man, this was a few weeks ago. I don't even remember what it was about. But as I was talking to them, Mariah wanted to interject. And um, and you know how you get caught up in the moment and you're just talking? Mm-hmm. You don't know this, yeah, but sometimes it, it I can be talking often, and it's hard to get in. Right. It doesn't happen to you often. Well, I understand the hard <laughs> to get in. Yeah. You know. 
Anyway, so <laughs> I was I was on my talking with Mariah and Gabby. I was just kind of, you know, like I do. And Mariah, kind of like in Will the Great fashion, <sighs> was wanting to add something. And she said, um, it was so it was so funny. Because you do you know when a person is saying something to you and you don't immediately realize that they're saying something, but then after you hear them increase in volume, you you realize suddenly, oh, wait a minute, I did hear that. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in that position where, like, one of the kids is calling, daddy, daddy, but you somehow were kind of, like, distant, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden when they increase, you're yeah. like, oh, man, I did hear dad. Like, I did yeah. hear dad being called. Yeah. So, so this was the situation we were in, and Mariah says, and she had been saying it for a minute. I just didn't recognize it. I was kind of caught up in the moment, laughing, going back and forth with, with her and Gabby. And um, and she said, and might I add, that's what she said. And then looking back on it now, I know. And she said again, um, and, and might I add. But again, I'm still going. And so finally she goes, I would like to add. <laughs> I go, oh, man. <laughs> I said, I would like to add. And, and so, so anyways, maybe you might employ that in the show, Will the Great. Like maybe you might just, because <laughs> sometimes I get going no, and, no. and maybe you just might need to step in Look, with the, I would like to add. Look, I, I understand. I, I know. <laughs> I can feel out when I need to add something, you know? Yes, But when that's you're right. going that's right. and God is speaking through you and the Lord is <laughs> look, man, you do better just to, just, you know. Oh, man. Amen. Hallelujah. I, don't, I mean, yeah, yes. yeah, that's encouraging. Yeah. But, you know, there are those times when, um, and might I add, <laughs> <laughs> just once or twice, and you got to add. So anyways, um, so I was today, here's what I, I also, I want to bring this into the discussion. This is something that hopefully will be enriching to our listeners and that you'll find this kind of a little bit fun. Like we found it a little bit fun. Um, we have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and this week our five and seven-year-olds are learning about patriotism. So they are learning what it is to be patriotic. They are learning about um, how we pledge allegiance and how we salute the flag and, and all of these things. They're learning some patriotic songs and um, learning, you know, just the colors of the flag and, and all of these things that they know just by being around, but it's a part of their curriculum today or this week. And so today um, I learned something interesting about a song that they have to learn. It is a song that if I start to sing it for you, <laughs> you all know the song. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to sing it for you. I think, <laughs> Will the Great, you have a clip of the song, right? So you yes. can play the song. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about how um, you're just never too old to learn. Okay, here we go. Here's the song. Yankee Doodle went to town You guys, you don't want me to turn it off. You're loving it. I know. No, You're like, wait. No, I want, but, but look, yes. I want to ask you though. Uh huh. What did you think this song was about? Like growing up, like, <laughs> what did you think this song was about? Because yeah. I, I have something in mind. You I, had some thoughts. Well, maybe when I got a little older, but you know, yeah, I had some thoughts about what I thought this song was about. I never. Okay, so so this is great because I never thought about the deeper meaning of Yankee Doodle. Ever, okay. ever. Like I knew the song. So when 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 the kids had to learn this, when when Nathaniel and Sam Witt had to learn this song, first of all, learn it as a poem, right? Mm -hmm. 
I could not read it as a poem without hearing it. Like I, I, so first I had to teach it to them as a poem. Mm. Yankee Doodle went to town, a riding on a pony, stuck a feather <laughs> in his cap and called it macaroni. Yankee weird. Doodle, keep it up. Yankee Doodle Dandy, mind the music and the step and with the girls be handy. So I'm trying to teach it to them as a poem, but I keep wanting to sing it, right? Mm -hmm. The problem was every time I go through the song or the poem, Sam Witt says, <laughs> what does this mean? Mm -hmm. And so I go, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're American. It, it means you're, you're American. <laughs> Something. I don't know. And I go, just, uh, it's a song. It's a song. Yeah. So, day two. Yankee Doodle went to town, a riding on a pony. Stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni. Yankee Doodle, keep it up. Yankee Doodle dandy. Mind the music and the step. And with the girls be handy. And then Sam Witt goes. I had an easier song that I had to do to, with them. To memor yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Because mom, right? So so Sam Witt goes, and, and then now he's he's pretty persistent. He says, What does that mean? What does that mean? And it's the second verse in particular. Yankee Doodle, keep it up. Yankee Doodle Dandy. Mind the music and the step, and with the girls be handy. He says, What does that mean? And I go, Well, it seems to mean that. There is the encouragement to Yankee Doodle to be careful in his dancing with the girls. Maybe don't let them fall. Like, be handy. Be mm -hmm. helpful. Like, mm -hmm. pay attention to how you're dancing. And he goes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then, and as you know, mm -hmm. Dad, what do you think? <laughs> Which is always so affirming to me, right? And I said pretty much what, it was similar to what you said. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. And then I said, do you feel better? And he goes, I just, I don't know. He goes, it's not, it's not that I don't believe you. He just was not convinced. And so right. I said, do we need to look up the history of Yankee Doodle? And he said, yeah, yeah, we need, we need to know. And I thought, you know what? I do need to know because I don't, I don't know mm -hmm. what I am singing. <laughs> I don't and, know the yeah. origin of the song. And, and, so before I go into it, you want to say what yeah, you thought yeah, it was? Yeah, I thought, okay. see, I, I knew, it had, well, in my mind, it had something to do with war and fighting and stuff like that. Uh -huh. I, I thought it was a, a like a song that was around, you know, but I thought it had to do with the Civil War. Because, oh, did you? Because, because of the Yankees? Yeah, because oh, I thought, like, okay. it was a shot at, like, you know, the North or something. Ah. But, but I was wrong. Like, Interesting, it had yeah. Because of the term you know, Yankee. Yankee. You know, so I always Very thought that it has to do with the Civil War, but no. Okay, so so here is what we learned. So, And by the way, just want to say for the record, I was today years old when I learned what <laughs> Yankee Doodle was all about. <laughs> Me too. Okay, today years old. <laughs> and so I gave Sam Witt a high five because I was like, hey, buddy, thank you so much for loving to learn. Like, I, I was so glad that, and now looking back on it, you know, in the moment I'm just kind of like, Oh, buddy, everybody everywhere just memorizes the song. Just sing it, you know, which is such a downgrade, right? Because <laughs> you really want your kids to be curious about what they're learning. You don't want them to just repeat, right? right. You, you want them to, to actually listen to what they're hearing, right, and pay attention to it and then ask questions, which is what he did, which um, led to an opportunity for all of us to learn, for all of us to learn. So I did a little bit of research, and I went to a couple websites 
And this information, and I found the same information on both websites, sometimes a little bit different because, you know, it's like you have, um, you know, history records or legend has or whatever, that kind of thing. And so, but I found some overlaps that I will report to you that I found to be consistent from both of these sites. And, and there were others that I could have, but because he's five, I'm not going to go to 10 websites. Um, So <laughs> just enough to help him along. Uh, songfacts.com, songfacts.com, which also had in it, um, um, an interview with a man with uh, NPR on NPR talking about the history mm. of Yankee Doodle, which I thought was really interesting. So the origin of Yankee Doodle dates back to the French and Indian War fought from 1754 to 1763 between British troops in America and French forces that controlled what is now Canada. The Yankees were the American colonists, the trained British forces viewed as sloppy and ill-equipped as soldiers. So here's what's interesting to me about this. This song was originally sung as a as a derogatory song toward the American forces, the mm -hmm. American soldiers. Okay, let me continue. At the start of the Revolutionary War in 1775, when American colonists fought for independence from Britain, the song was sung by the British troops because Yankee Doodle was a derogatory term for an American. Just period. Doesn't matter what part of the country you're from or what part of the colonies you're from at the time, as it were. According to the United States Library of Congress, when the Americans started winning the war, they appropriated the song and sang it proudly. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah? <laughs> we got a remix for y'all. <laughs> Which just take sounds like too. an American. Take this it L. just it's like <laughs> it sounds as I was reading this, I thought, this sounds like such an American thing to do. It's like, oh, you think it's bad to be an American? <laughs> well, but but we're winning. So what do you think now? So, anyways, it has since become a patriotic song for America. I'm probably gonna have to continue this on the other side of the break. This, this is a popular children's <laughs> song, partly because of the goofy lyric stuck a feather in his hat and called it macaroni. Now listen, I'm going to wait until the other <laughs> side of the break to explain to you that line. I guarantee you, unless, unless you're just a historian, unless you're like <laughs> David Barton listening, which by the way, Hey David, probably not. Unless you're David Barton listening, you do not know what that means. Or do you know what that means? Stuck a feather in his hat and called it yeah, macaroni. Call nope. It. <laughs> it has nothing to do with craft. It has mm. nothing to do with your Friday night dinner next to fried chicken. Mm. <laughs> We're going to grab the break and we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Aaron the Addison's the Friday edition. Stay right there. country my home and life proud to stand and fight for the stars and stripes brave men and women chose to sacrifice so we can live in freedom and have our rights you might not like my guns or my faith but i'm an american son by god's grace tried and true born and raised and it's a million more like me across the state this is all right welcome back to Aaron the addison's <laughs> this program <laughs> brought to you by the letter s for samwit <laughs> Um, helping us out with a little bit of education and uh, show prep. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, whosoever's out, only in America. We love it. Um, Sherry B and J Mac <laughs> on tap to help us navigate the show. It's the Friday edition, so anything goes in the pot. Whatever you want to talk about, we've got Sherry B over in Studio CC. So I will begin opening the phone lines as I bring to a close this lesson to you 
on uh, the history of the song Yankee Doodle. Mm-hmm. Um, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Um, you can comment on anything that we're talking about today, which so far <clears throat> is Yankee Doodle. So Yankee you can Doodle. add to that, of course. Yes? Were you yeah. saying something? Not just say Yankee Doodle. Yankee Doodle. That's, yeah. what, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So before we went to the break, I was talking about the line of um, Yankee Doodle sticking a feather in his hat and calling it macaroni. Mm-hmm. So this is the silly part of the song that I just never had any point of reference for. And I, I, again, was today um, years of age when I learned what it actually meant for Yankee Doodle to think that it was macaroni for him to stick a feather in his hat. Back now to songs.com. This lyric was meant to mock the the fashion sense of Americans. This lyric was meant to mock the fashion sense of Americans as a macaroni was a term for a well-dressed man. However, the line in the song Yankee Doodle implied that Americans thought they could just look good by sticking a feather in their hats. <laughs> in 1770, a macaroni wig was an extreme fashion. Now, if you are trying to picture a macaroni wig, okay, um, that just think like British Parliament, think all of those time pieces, the movies that you watch where they've got yeah. the big wigs on and the two curls on the sides and like the ponytail. <laughs> that's macaroni. That That's high society fashion. And so this being uh, sung against the Americans was, oh, you, you think you're macaroni because you put a feather in your hat. <laughs> I would love to hear from someone who already knew this. I really would. I mean, I and I'm not no even, clue. not, not even, not, I just hope that, I just hope, I, I hope that after today, you will listen to the song Yankee Doodle differently, <laughs> that you will understand the deeper meaning. The deeper meaning. The, I'm the sorry. No, anyway, here we go. Yankee in Doodle. 1770s, in the 1770s, a macaroni wig was extreme fashion and uh, macaroni became a contemporary slang term for a fashionable English dandy. Now that's important, right? It became a fashionable English dandy, a term for fashionable English dandy. So when Doodle puts a feather in his cap and calls it macaroni, it's a slap at the ragged band of American troops. Wow. Mm-hmm. The lyrics of the song have changed over the years. Modern versions are best known for the opening verse. And again, here we go. Yankee Doodle went to town, a riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni. Now, the thing that's to me interesting about that is that a person, it's, it, it, now listen, this is not exactly the same thing, but this is what came to my mind, probably because I'm churchy for no reason. But <laughs> I, thought about the, I thought about the church at Antioch, how they were called Christians, and it was like pejorative. It was like, there go the Christians. Yeah. But the followers of Christ were like, yeah, <laughs> that's us. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not hurting us by identifying us as Christians. And so I feel like it's kind of almost that type of thing, but just from the American viewpoint, it's like um, Yankee Doodle, like kind of um, mocking the Americans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as the Americans rise to victory, it's like, yeah, that's us. Yeah. We, we are Yankee Doodle. <laughs> okay, but you're probably run, wondering about the, um, the Yankee Doodle keep it up and, and hit the step. And what's the next part? I should I and, am Yankee Doodle keep it up. Yankee yeah. Doodle dandy. Yeah. Mind the music and the step and with the girls be handy. Okay, so here we go. Um, tradition has it. Tradition has it that the words to at least one verse were originally written by British Army Surgeon 
Dr. Richard Shuckburr, which is the person who is attributed um, or who it's attributed to in the book that Sam Witt and Nathaniel are using for their curriculum. Uh, it's written in September 1775. Um, let me let me get to the point about the dance and then we'll go to the phone lines here. Um, Oh, goodness. I wanted to find that part specifically because that. OK, here we go. One variation of the tune explains a man named Chris Roberts, who is the author of a book, Heavy Words, Lightly Thrown. Um, he says that the rhyme was used to help Yankees with their footwork. This is in an <laughs> interview with NPR. It goes Yankee Doodle, keep it up, Yankee Doodle Dandy, mind the music and the step and with the girls be handy. And this particular version was sung by predominantly uh, British the predominantly British as a reminder to American friends that the dance steps in Europe and in America were different and that they needed to be on their P's and Q's regarding that. Um, it was also a reminder to check your steps, make sure that your steps are right and that you're holding the girl in the correct way. Hmm. Which to me seems self-explanatory, which is before doing the research, I explained that to Sam Witt, yeah, but that but wasn't, wasn't enough for it. him. He was no. not buying You're it. Like, uh, In fact, I had to I had to phone a friend, <clears throat> internet, and <laughs> then and right. then get answers for him that he would then kind of trust. And I think it was really just having a third confirmation because it's what both of us said to him. But I think just putting in the extra work kind of confirmed to him that we weren't just making it up. Which I don't know what you do with that. I don't know if you just kind of step back and go, man, I'm glad that he. Um, in some ways mm -hmm. is kind of like a Berean, you know what I mean? Kind of wants to search out and to know if what they're saying is true. It's not the same thing, but it makes me feel better. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. It's the Friday edition of Aaron the Addison's Will the Great. Where do we go? All right. Let's go to Todd in Texas. Hi, Todd. Hey, man. Y'all, I love you guys. I love your ministry. I just want to know that bumper music you played before. That, I love it. <laughs> okay yeah that's a song called um only in america by a group called whosoever south there you go that's yeah okay i'll push to pull them up I love yeah that. i didn't know about the I, I knew about the macaroni in the air i was taught that in elementary but i'm old so you know <laughs> <laughs> now you see that's interesting because while i was taught the songs and i was taught the pledge of allegiance i wasn't taught the reason behind mm. that so i didn't know yeah, about the macaroni in the and or the feather in the hat and called it mac i didn't know the reason behind that so that's good that means and you don't have to rub it in todd you had a better education than i did that's fine <laughs> i mean that's fine we're, we're really not competing here um anyway but go ahead and look up whosoever south you're going to enjoy that that entire album i think is good didn't we listen yeah. to it on one of our road we trips we did they have a couple yeah. albums but and, and they're both good so yeah, yeah. Whosoever South Whosoever is the South. name of the group. Yes. Okay. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right. Let's go to James in Oklahoma. Hi, James. Hi. Hello. Hello. You're kind of breaking up, James. You're breaking up. Um, let's try it again. Go ahead, James. Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. The connection is bad. Can you call back? Um I don't know what's going on, but you're breaking up. Sorry well, about it's, that. Yeah, and it's probably he may be riding through like kind of the Yankee Doodle area where it's <laughs> <clears throat> they haven't yet gotten their 5G. <laughs> I'm just I'm sorry, James. Um, can we go back to the phone lines? 888-589-8840. It's just a joke, James. Just joking. OK, here we go. All right. Let's go to Jill with her son, James. <gasps> Hi, Jill. <laughs> Hi. 
We, Hi, James. <laughs> you said that a historian might need to know the answer, so I called my resident historian here over, and he told me the answer before y'all came back from the break. No way. Okay, I want to <laughs> hear it. Let me hear it. I think it was a fancy hat that they used to wear when they stuck the feather in it and the fancy style of clothes. He was You're right. He told me that the song was making fun of the Americans. Yeah, yes, that's, that's exactly, exactly right. right. How old but, are you, James? How old are you? I'm nine years old. All right. Oh, nine-year-old James. Go. Okay, so so James, I want you. I don't. I don't know. I don't yet know. I don't yet know what I have that might be of interest to you. But if you could, nine-year-old James, if you could just hold on the line, we're going to send you back over to Sherry B, and Sherry B is going to talk to your mom, and she's going to get your mailing address, and we're going to send you something that you're going to love. I don't know what it is, but it's something you don't have now. Hopefully. <laughs> And well, he had the answer. To, uh, he, you had the Doodle, answer. So he, so he might have. <laughs> so we just want to say thank you so much, uh, not only for listening, but being smarter than than we are. So anyway, if you could just stay on the line, on the James, line. along with his mom, Jill, we're going to get you something out in the mail, but we need your mailing address and, and we'll let your mom take care of that. All right. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right. Let's go to Anne in Virginia. Hi, Anne. Hi. Um, I have a question. Yankee Doodle. Um, I kind of knew what you talked about already, but we also had another verse, and I was wondering who Captain Goody was, because it went, um, Father and I went down to camp along with Colonel Goody or Captain Goody. The soldiers were lined up in a mess as thick as hasty pudding. I mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I heard yes, that verse. I have heard that verse. I don't have information <laughs> yeah, on that know. verse, though. And and so because of that, I'm not sending you anything because you just you just put me on the spot here. I don't I don't know Goody or his pudding. And, and so I'm going to now I'm going to have to look that up. I don't know. Unless unless and I'm not nine years old either. <laughs> Unless someone else is listening, like a James, okay, we need someone like a James is listening and can call in and tell us about Captain Goody and the pudding, um, then we're not going to know until maybe Monday, Lord willing, or maybe we just, you know, hit it on another Friday. I don't know. Um, But that is a good question. Now that you say that, I do remember that verse. So I'll have to look that up and get back to you. Man, it's just so hard to escape Sam Witt. (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate you listening 888-589-8840 it's the friday edition a little bit of a lighter show we do we try Mm -hmm. um at least um and we take more of your calls will the great where do we go yes let's go to lou in ohio hi lou hi hello hi um hello yes go ahead go ahead Oh, okay. Thank <laughs> you for saying hello. Uh, yeah, I learned that when I was in elementary school. I'm, I'm like James. I, I'm old. <laughs> I learned all about. I knew that it was a derogatory term. Um, I had a, I had a great fifth grade teacher who loved the history of the American Revolution, and she mm. would read all kinds of books. Like she read Johnny Tremaine on up to us while during our lunch break, and um, she just loved history. And mm. she was a fun teacher. And oh, that's awesome. That. And so. For Halloween that year, I dressed up as a as a um, America militiaman, a, a minute man. For Halloween, did you really? The, hat, <laughs> the breeches wow. and everything, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Awesome. That, you know, I'm thinking as as you're saying Thank that, you, Lou, Lou, I'm thinking of how important it is to have teachers who are truly, genuinely excited about the information that they're teaching. You know, because yeah, it's, you yeah. think about it That's and true. you think about all of the years down the line that you go and you can go back to your teachers and you can think about the things that they taught you that that stand out to you even today. And mm. not only that, you know, and I was thinking this is so important and I try to keep this in mind. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, even, even as I'm teaching our children, that sometimes the words we say and the way that we encourage our children will stick with them. You know how as they're learning and they're trying to get things right, it's like, man, sometimes um, if you remember, you had a teacher who told you you could do something that until your teacher said it, you didn't even yep. realize that you could do I that. I have someone in mind. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, my English teacher in, yeah. in, uh, in high school. She told me that I, I, she thought I could write. And so I began to write, do creative writing. And I started writing poetry. And mm-hmm. I found out, because I was very quiet, and but it was like an outlet for me, writing. Mm-hmm. But she helped develop that. Yeah, man, it's just fantastic. Yeah. I, I remember in middle school, um, you know, when you, you were starting to do, um, make presentations and give speeches and things like that. I remember in middle school having a teacher um, say, did you write that? Mm. And I remember being like, yeah, I wrote that, <laughs> you know, and, and did you practice it? And I remember thinking, yes, that was the assignment. Like, that's what you mm. told us to right, do. Right. But I didn't realize just how much she was commending what I had done. And she said, that's really good. You're a good communicator. You mm. are a good communicator. And those things stick in your mind, <laughs> right? Like those, you go, I'm a good communicator. <laughs> I'm a good communicator. So, so it's important even now how we talk to our children and the kind of kinds of things that we share with them and the ways that we mm. encourage them. And even when they don't do th- something well, there is a way to correct them while not like kind of, you know, dampening their yeah. attempts. You anyway, know? It's amazing to hear you say that about the teacher saying that you're a good communicator and then look at the sovereignty and, you know, of God. Yeah. You know, having a relationship with him, it's an uh, anointed communicator. Yeah, you know? I believe so. You, you know I what I'm saying? So. Like, yeah. God had had a way of, of having her there to encourage you. He was going to use you for his his work. So, yeah, man, anyway. glory to God. Glory Praise to God. God. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. Where do we go? All right. Let's go to Milton in Iowa. Hi, Milton. Hey, hello, guys. Hello. Hey. So I tuned in kind of late, I, uh, so I don't know exactly what the, what the challenge was, um, but it's a bit of trivia because you mentioned when you were explaining about the, uh, the verse in Yankee Doodle where, uh, you know, mind the music and the steps, and, and you were saying how that was sort of uh, in regard to the um, uh, different dance steps or whatever. But anyway, mm-hmm. you said it's kind of mind their P's and Q's, and I was curious if you knew um, what... <laughs> Minding your P's and Q's. Oh man! <laughs> oh Milton, that is a I, great I know I've question. Heard it before, okay, but I, yeah. So I, I okay. In all honesty, I feel like I have looked this up before. I, I feel have. like I, I know this. Oh my goodness! But home. now my mind is drawing a blank. Now this is unfair. What I'm about to do. But I did sustain a head injury recently here. Stop. <laughs> True story. Um, and although it's not what's causing this right now. This right now is just, I don't remember, six kids, 42. I don't know. Um, but can you stay on the line, Milton? Because I don't remember. And I would like for you to give us the history of P's and Q's. 
Tell us where that oh, comes from. I don't have the history. I just have I just have what I think is the answer. So I, I don't have anything, you know, profound. So okay. don't, don't, that would be a letdown. That'd be a letdown to come back <laughs> to me and just say, well, it's this. Okay. Okay, but still, we're out of time. So <laughs> it's up to you. If you hang around, we'll come back to you. Aaron the Addison, stay close. Yeah. Knock me down, but I got up again. Yeah. I'm standing strong and I can face the wind. Oh, no, no. Made it through the night out, it's a brand new day. And it was only by His grace. Now I can say, I, I, I made it. All right, well, we made it back from the break, and Milton (laughs) is still holding with his profound recitation of the history of P's and Q's. Wherefore does it come? Actually, that's not the the proper (laughs) use of wherefore, because it actually meant why. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore, without Romeo. It means why are you called Romeo. It doesn't (sighs) mean where have you come from. Now, that I did learn in my public high school. So, shout out to my English teachers. Okay, um, but Milton, you're holding. I was just putting some unnecessary pressure on you. You were going to tell us about P's and Q's, though. Well, I was hoping maybe that. Well, in the break, you phoned a friend again. It's <laughs> a profound answer. It kind of sounded like you were you were wanting the bell to ring in class, and we got to go to a break because I don't know the answer. I yeah, know. I was trying. To, I was trying to run down the clock, Milton. Pretty much. It's like ah, I got the ball. I'm just going to hold so, it here for a second. So this is not profound, and it's it might not even be entirely correct. But this is what I this is what I was told a long time ago, and you know it's a family show, so I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this carefully. But in it was a celebration caution. If if those were going out to celebrate, it was a caution against minding pints and quarts. I, I yes yes I'm so glad for how you said that Milton. Thank you so much, Milton. Because I was kind of conflicted here because during the break I did phone a friend mm, internet and and <laughs> and found a couple like possible suggestions for the origin of that caution. Mind your p's and q's, and then I thought, mm, how do we tackle that without seemingly endorsing what it refers to? And you did it perfectly. Thank you. So Milton. thank you so much. Great yes, job. it was a caution to. Mind your pints and quarts and to keep tally. I don't know why I had to do it in an Irish accent. I'm sorry to all of my Irish brothers and sisters who are listening <laughs> and who felt like that was sort of a gross exaggeration of um, stereotype. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys are important. All yes. right. Uh, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Shauna in Tennessee. Hi, Shauna. Oh, yeah. So um, I, uh, I did know the history of the song. Um, and has taught it for several years to kids in our um, homeschool co-op. Hmm. Awesome. Um, and um, along with teaching it to them, I always show them a certain picture. Um, and if you could phone a friend and look up this <laughs> picture right now, maybe you can describe what you see. Look up macaroni penguin. Okay. Macaroni penguin. Okay. Macaroni penguin. And you'll see um, this penguin was named macaroni for the same reason the, that the song uh, mentioned macaroni. So if you look it up and you describe the macaroni penguin for the listeners, wow, okay. um, it might make some sense. Uh, but um, also uh, in the line about um, uh, Captain Gooding, mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly who Captain Gooding is, but um, I know that when we studied that line, um, I always made hasty puddings um, for the kids. <laughs> no, um, okay. Little... Shauna? <laughs> so they would know how thick it was. Yes. Okay. So just a second here. Um, <laughs> it's not that I don't know. 
Okay. It's all of the listeners who are listening. <laughs> and those people don't know. But but what is the pudding that you're like, I mean, you know, just in case, not me, other people who don't know and they've never had it or made it or seen it. Um, what exactly is it comprised of? Like what's what's in it? It is it is cornmeal cooked um, slowly in boiling water until it becomes Ugh. very thick. So okay. it's kind of like grits, um, but grits are made from you know like hominy. Um, so like a, a corn that's had its hole removed. This is just regular cornmeal, um, hmm. and um, you cook it slowly in like salted boiling water. And um, then once it becomes thick, you can eat it um, either plain or you can put like maple syrup on it, which is what we did in class. Um, or you can um, slice it later and kind of fry it, um, like really? people do polenta. Did the kids uh, so like it? A, um, most of the kids liked it with the syrup. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I found I, I do a lot of cooking in history classes and uh, literature classes, and I find that they'll eat almost anything that they see you prepare in front of them and that they get to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. and that you can tie um, to the lesson, that you yeah. can tie yes. to something that will kind of put them in a time period or, it, you know, I, I man, I agree with you, and, and I've, I've found that to be true. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just stuck on the boiled down cornmeal, like, you know, do you, you put any, I mean, any, any sausage in it? Anything like, you know, shrimp? I, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else in it? It's just, just the cornmeal kind of boiled sure down. It was just a, a very inexpensive um, meal um, sure. that they would be serving in colonial times. And yes. probably something that the soldiers themselves would have been eating. But, um, mm. but it, it does become very thick. And so to say that the men and boys at Captain Gooding's camp were as thick as hasty pudding meant that there were a lot of men and boys gathered there for the battle. Ah, mm. very insightful. Okay, this is good. This is good. Okay. And and way to go, Shauna, making me seem all extra and ungrateful. You're like, well, it was a very inexpensive meal <laughs> during colonial times. It was a very, and I'm like, you yeah, first, any sausage? Your first world problems. I know. I'm sorry. You're like, <laughs> that's all we got is the hasty pudding, and and then there's Miki. Y'all got any hot sauce? I mean, I'm just saying, can, is it just the pudding, or can oh. we put something on top? Um. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right, let's go to Charlie in Michigan. Hi, Charlie. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey. Thanks for taking call. Um, now I'm getting hungry <laughs> <laughs> for hasty pudding. Okay. <laughs> oh, but that's a good idea. I think sausage would be great. So I have something that is lighthearted and then a little bit sombering in the end. Okay. Sure. So the lighthearted is a very simple dad joke. Okay. <laughs> you know, at one time that I made a belt out of watches. It was a waste of time. <laughs> okay. Bum <laughs> Oh! <laughs> he said it was a dad joke. I'm I so got sorry. it. <laughs> All right. Oh, Charlie. Oh, Lord bless him. And Our kids him. would actually like that. They would love joke. that. And guess what? So thank you so much for giving us something to bring to dinner. Oh, so because that's that's definitely it's in. It's in. Okay, so so now you've made us laugh. Now go ahead with the medicine. So the thing that really concerned me is that I recently had a meeting with my primary care physician. Mm -hmm. She asked me, have I been vaccinated? No, for religious reasons, not interested, da-da-da-da. Pushing, 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 got to have it, got to take it. No, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And so she threw down a warning. She said, well, people who are vaccinated here in Michigan, 
will get the, um, if they get COVID-19, they will have the priority of getting the monoclonal antibodies. Wow. I'm like, wait, what? What? Wow. <laughs> so people who are not vaccinated will be put behind in the back of the queue <laughs> or back of the line for any therapeutical because wow. you're not vaccinated and it'd be a waste of medicine. So, so Charlie, can you see how, and I, and I think you can see, and this is why you're in fact bringing this up, but can you see why this is not meant to be a help to the American people? Cause let's think about this um, logically. If you are unvaccinated and you are at great risk, wouldn't that push you to the front of the line for the antibodies? Because now your chances of dying or suffering adverse effects of the virus have been increased because you're unvaccinated versus being quote unquote vaccinated, your chances of survival. Remember the promises. Well, the first promise was that it's going to eradicate it. We know that's a lie, but then the promise is that your symptoms will not be as severe. So it almost seems counterintuitive to say to a person, go ahead. There is a reason that she gave. I said, why are you doing this? Because, you know, people who are like me, I have diabetes. What's, you know, I, you would think I would be put up near the top because of comorbidity issue and blah, blah, blah. And she said, well, it's because people who are vaccinated have a better reaction to the therapeutics than people who are not. (laughs) What? what? That's not not what I hear. Right. Where is she getting this information? Next doctor, please. Wow. Yeah. And wow. absolutely. I mean, and then that's 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 the question in the request. And that's going to be the search. Next doctor, <sighs> please. Can we can we find someone who is wanting to help and not just um, recite? Yeah. And that's that's the problem. That's that's where we are. Man, um, one of our I want to recommend this. I want to highly, highly, highly recommend this. One of our listeners drew our attention to this particular episode, and which I regularly listen to Understanding the Times with Jan Markell, but I hadn't listened to last Saturday's episode. So this will be part two tomorrow. But if you listen on, on um, you can listen on American Family Radio, it airs tomorrow, Understanding the Times Radio with Jan Markell. And she's got a two-part series that she's doing right now, kind of doing a deep dive into the COVID-19 um, sham delusion and all of that. And with um, well-researched factual information, um, guests joining her. And and I listened to the first episode um, a couple days ago. So it was a few days past the original airing of it. But I just want to highly recommend that to you, Charlie. And I want to recommend that to all of our listeners. And someone said, someone wrote in and said, man, I think it'd be great for you guys to go into more detail um, on what Jan Markell talked about on her program. And I would say, I appreciate that request, but I think Jan Markell did it best. Mm. And I think she's got a part two coming. And if there can be better than best, then let's just watch and see. But I think all I, what I would do is re-air her show during my time, which would be ridiculous, <laughs> but I cannot recommend it enough. And I, and I, I want to highly recommend that all of our listeners, because not only is there factual information um, that is given, but there are resources that are provided that you yourself can go get um, to be well read, to know how to have a quote unquote COVID plan, which is really mind blowing to me. And so anyway, I want to highly recommend that. Um, If you go to AFR.net, you can find a link to the show. Um, Also, you can uh, get the podcast. I have uh, Understanding the Times podcast. Um, I follow them. And so I listen to that at my convenience. But I just want to 110 percent 
recommend you listen to that program. And part two will be this weekend. So if you're planning to listen this weekend, you might go ahead and catch up, get part one, and then listen to part two um, this weekend. All right. Uh, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Donna in Texas. Hi, Donna. Hi, Will and Mickey. This Hello. Is my first time calling. Hi, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes, go right ahead. Okay, I said hi, Will and Mickey. Uh, Hello. First time calling. How you doing? I um was want to speak on um, Yankee Doodle. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know the meaning of it. I don't know the meaning of it, but when my last baby was born, uh, his name is Damien, so I used to sit him on my lap and bounce him around and say, Damien Doodle went to London, and I sing the song to him. And now he's 46 years old, and oh. I still got the nickname Doodle. I call him Doodle when I want to have a little, you know, when I want to show yeah. love to him. Wow. I call him Doodle. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Now, listen, Donna, this is your first time calling in. So I want yeah. to introduce myself. I'm Miki, and um, I'm married to Will, and I'm I'm the joker in the family. Okay, so uh-huh. I do know the history. Now, I, if you stay on the line, I'll have Sherry B tell you because I don't want to I don't want to cause any mental distress to your son, but I I actually know the history of the of the term doodle, uh-huh. and I if I tell you, I don't know if you'll still call him doodle. But I, 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 I don't know. You know, try to be loving to him, you know. I call it's him so <laughs> loving. No, it is. It, it is. Term of endearment. It is. A, yes. Let's stay with that. Let's stay with that. That's good, Donna, because in case your son listens to this program, I don't want to be like, Ma. <laughs> but there. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, Donna, that's very sweet. David. Yes. David Doodle. Uh, very. She said, uh-huh. Damien. Damien Doodle. Damien, Damien Doodle. Doodle. I like the yeah. alliteration. That's really good. I'm just going to, you know, Donna, I'm going to just leave it like that because that, that's a sweet thing. He, yeah, and you said he's 46 a, years old. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're, we're not going to change it. No, we're going to just go no, ahead and, 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 and <laughs> she well, said. I'll be listening to your program and I'll find out, you know, when you, y'all continue on with it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just claim that because it's a term of endearment. That's right. Yeah. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. <laughs> and I tell you what I'm not going to do. It, and the reason I know about the word doodle is because obviously it's a part of the song. And it was in the history report that I was reading on songs.com, like where the word doodle came from. But I'm not going to share. I'm not going to share don't because do I don't because because Damien's mom is precious. Yes. All right. And so I don't I don't you know, anyways. All right, so let's try to squeeze in one more call. Will the Great. All right. Because somebody's going to call in and say, do you know the history of great? Do you know what it actually, you call him Will the Great, but do you know what it means? Do you know what it comes from? It's not actually meaning great. It comes from the Greek, meaning doesn't. I don't know. Go ahead. It just, right, let's it just, go to Michael it works. in Kentucky. Hi, Michael. Hi, uh, this is Michael. I'm first-time caller. Love your program. Been a long time listening. Thank you. I had a... Uh, Trivia question related to the uh, British culture. Do you know why they've had a history of such bad teeth? Such bad teeth? A history hmm. of such bad teeth. 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 Okay, like what you chew with. Yes. Yes. Okay, a history of bad teeth. Man, I. you know, I don't, I mean, I would just I say I... I would be guessing, Michael. Reasons, would maybe? you? I know I was going to go with the obvious reasons, <laughs> but I feel like Russian? there's more to it than that. Um, 
go ahead, Michael. You tell me why. Well, in British history, in royalty, the royalty were known to have really poor teeth. The more uh, cavities and gingivitis and all the things that they had was desired by the middle and lower class people so that they would appear to be like royalty. Wow. Even and, to the point of oh. making their teeth have gingivitis by by scratching the, the gums and making them. Okay, we gotta go. Oh man, I'm so I'm <laughs> sorry, Michael. We're out of time until Monday. God bless. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed in this broadcast.